Hello, everybody. Welcome to the in the city of Chicago, where I love. I love this city. Uh, if anybody really uh, want to know why, I, I love it, and uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I know it has its problems, but it's a cold day. <laughs> it's a cold fall day in the city of Chicago. The sun is not out. Uh, you know, it, it's gray and dreary, but it's 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 beautiful. I mean, I think it's unseasonable. I mean, I think it's too damn cold for this time of the year. I think the temperatures are too far down uh, to the ground for this time of year. But and and also we're near the lake, so it's always colder near the lake. But still, in all, overall, I think it's beautiful, and I hope it's wonderful where you are. I hope you're having a great time. I hope everybody who were who was in the women's march uh, this weekend, last weekend, uh, uh, sent a message to Congress to Trump, 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 or whatever. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I I know you sent a message. I know everybody out there sent a message, but these people don't listen because these people just don't give a fuck. They just don't care. Pardon my language, but that's how it is. That's that's the new age of everything. Um, yeah, I get some people sometimes saying, "George, you curse too much. We don't want that. Just a family show." But have you ever watched Bill Maher? I mean, this guy, <laughs> if you watch Bill Maher, this guy on his show, I think he calls it the, I forget, I, I'll have the name of his show uh, in a second. Um, well, anyway, this guy, I love his show. I, I, I love the Bill Maher show. I do love it, even with all the profanity he uses. I mean, he, he is just so funny with the way he uses it and the way he says it. But he he always uses he never whenever he uses profanity on his show, he uses it in in the context that it should be used in. Really, he does. He does. Uh, anyway, back to the George Wilder Jr. show. Um, it's beautiful. It's cold. Uh, people are wearing coats and hats. The girls are still wearing their tight leggings. They will not give them things up if it was twenty below zero. They'll still be wearing them. But everybody with some sense has on some clothes, uh, gloves. Yeah, gloves. Yeah, wow, gloves <laughs> are needed. Uh, uh, summer was just here, and it's over now. It is totally over now. It, 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 there's no sign of it. There's no clue there that there has ever been a summer in the city of Chicago. If you if you look at today, you know. But it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And uh, I want to say once again, I hope everybody. At the sound of my voice, is feeling well, doing well, doing great. I know it's a lot of people out here who are suffering and and uh, saying this and that about the administration that we have in the White House. I just posted something online saying that uh, we have criminals in the White House, we have criminals in our Congress, and now we have criminals the Supreme Court. And it feels like that there is a no no win for the American people because all three branches of government have been compromised by politicians, rogue politicians, thieves, goof goofballs, idiots. Uh, you know, I mean, we're just fucked almost. And for a long time, I was pissed off that the American people let this guy Kavanaugh onto the Supreme Court. And there are people even now calling for 
an overthrow of Donald Trump, which is probably the only way we're going to get his ass out of there. Remember, it's okay to vote blue in the midterms. That is a given. That is a given. But still, after the midterms, no matter what happens, whether the Democrats take one house, both houses, Donald Trump will still be president. Brent Kavanaugh will still be on the Supreme Court. It doesn't matter. He will still be president. He was the crook, the criminal, the thug, the liar at the top will still be in the White House. Yeah, and you know that and I know that. It has to – there has to be something. There – something has to happen. Something – there has to be something. There's something – I've I've, uh, talked about this passionately last week. You know, something has to go. And there's people in the entertainment business calling for an overthrow of this president. I'm pretty sure that the uh, Democrats – I mean, not Democrats, but Republicans in Congress and, their, and their Brett Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court, they're laughing at this. They're hearing this, too, an overthrow of Donald Trump. But they're, you know, they're laughing at it. There might, and there might be some um, cretins to them laughing at this because the American people aren't up for it. The American people, they don't have fight in them. They sit back and complain and cry about uh, the things that are going on in government, but they will not get up off their asses and go out there and do something to get this man out of office. As I've said several times, we there is no leader, there is no Moses that is coming to lead you into the promised land. There is no Barack Obama that's going to come out and take leadership and, and, and go against Donald Trump. Because one one thing, uh, Obama don't have the guts to go up against Donald Trump. He's he's always up on taking the high road, and the high road is something that the Republicans do not respect, and they don't give a fuck about. Hillary Clinton said it plain. She said Democrats have to get tougher. Democrats have to stop trying to compromise and be nice and be civil. To Republicans, it's not going to happen. So you can forget about Obama uh, saving the day. It ain't going to happen. You have to save the, save the day. You want your country back, America? It's up to you. Yeah, we can vote, vote blue. We can uh, do a tsunami and all that kind of thing. But Donald Trump will still be there. Yeah, his powers will be limited or nil. But he will still be there, and he will still have executive power. This man needs to be out on his ass. I just got. I just have the feeling that after the midterms, a lot of lawsuits are going to be hitting him up his ass. I'm not sure about that, and we're still run, wondering about Robert Mueller. And as I've said several times, I think Mueller is. Uh, going to wait after the midterms. It's too close to the midterms to shake things up right now. The Republicans will accuse Democrats of bad timing. So we can do it after the midterms. But this guy, I don't know what Robert Mueller has or the special counsel Robert Mueller has or if he has anything or or, or if he's going to come out with anything. Donald Trump done fucked up so much we have to get him out of that office. 
there is now a portrait of Donald Trump and other presidents, even President Lincoln, with Donald Trump incorporated himself into some sort of White House painting that they're saying is hanging in the Oval Office, a phony, crappy painting with Donald Trump sitting at the table with past presidents. It's a painting, something that never happened. I, I don't know too much about it. All I know is, know is this painting is floating around on Facebook. You may have seen it. Wow. This is just the man has no the man has no empathy. He has no nothing. And a lot of people are saying, I don't Trump is must he must be on something. Uppers or downers, pills that some sort of drugs that that, that gives him a, a lift or something. So he can go out here and bullshit the public. Which is what he he always doing, lying through his teeth. He can't he can't talk without lying. I have no respect for Donald Trump. He has no he has no he has no, none himself really. Um, all right, uh, you've been listening to my show, the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio, broadcasting live out of the city of Chicago. And we're, we're always working on – I'm always writing, folks. Some, some people say, damn, George, you write a lot. I mean, we see your stuff all online and all that kind of stuff. Do you really write that much? Everything online I've written, and I've written with my t- tiny fingers. Uh, some of the stuff could be, you know, done better, of course. We'll, we'll think about that in the, in the future. But um, a lot of it just done with my tiny little fingers every day, all the time. Because I love what I do. Uh, I'm working on some more stuff, too. I'm working on a political drama. I'm working on a book for, uh, uh, about Donald Trump. And I'm also doing something scary And for 2019. Um, and, and after that, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Anyway, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We, we've uh, done some – I've uh, answered a few questions from fans that sent in questions for me to ask. I'm going to be doing that again today That because that was fun. That was really, really fun. That was fun. Okay, after the, after the, excuse me, after the musical break, we're going to get into some more, some more of these questions that people have inboxed me, emailed me, um, left messages on the phone and stuff like that. So we're going to get into some more of this, um, these questionings right after this right after this musical break if I can talk wow okay
question is would you like to take a class online would I like to take a class online first of all I <laughs> can't think of a class that I would like to take anywhere you know I mean I guess learning I, you, you never stop learning learning is always going to be here everyone is going to learn something that they didn't know no matter how old they get, you never stop learning. If you stop learning, you're dead. You know, if you stop learning, it's over. We we learn learn all the time, and we're gonna keep learning all every day of our lives, whether we want to or not. There's always something out there to learn. And as for me wanting to take a, a class online, if I thought of something that I wanted to learn and that I wanted to know, of course. But I know everything. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I I always wanted to know a little bit about everything. I didn't. I knew I wouldn't know everything. It's too much to know in order for you to know everything. I mean, you, if you want to, if you know everything, you're going to be an Einstein or something. Uh, I'm nowhere near that. And uh, do I want to take a class online? I probably should take a few writing classes online. Uh, some people tell me that I need them. Um, but seriously. Um, no, I don't think I would want to take a class online, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't uh, want to take a, a class online just because I don't want to do it or I don't feel the need to do it. Doesn't mean that you out there listening at this, listening to the sound of my voice, you shouldn't do it. Yeah, you. If you think you need to learn some more, if you think you need to uh, brush up on a few things, you know, take a cute. Uh, courses online, but there are some people who can learn without taking courses on any kind of courses. They learn, learn on them, their own, and you can do that. You don't need to take a lot of courses unless you just want something on paper, you know, where your employer can look up that you've taken these courses and classes in order for you to be, you know, right for the job or something, but um, 
No, I, I don't. I I don't think I should be taking classes on. But that doesn't mean that you should not be taking classes online. And I'm going to say this: learn as much as you possibly can in this world, because there's no doubt about it. You're not going to learn everything that you need to know in someone's school, in someone's classroom, or even online. They're not going to teach you everything that you should know, even if you're taking a class, uh, wanting to know the things that you want to know. So always remember, just because you are uh, uh, wanting to learn more or you're taking a class, some of these classes, some of these teachers, some of these instructors, professors, whatever you want to call them, uh, they're teaching what the state is telling them to teach you. They're not teaching what they actually want to teach you. They have a curriculum themselves of teaching you what they want to teach you. And if the state says, we just want you to write shit up on the board and you guys copy it down and then go home and study it and then come back for your next exam. Because a lot of these places, they don't even have books anymore. They don't have homework. They don't have anything. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Let's go to the phone and see who's there. All right. You're on the show. You're on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Go right ahead. You're on. Hello. Hey, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> Don't be afraid now. Great. How are you? I'm fine. Are you uh, scheduled to be on the show? Pardon, pardon me? That's good to hear. You're on the You're supposed to be here. Hmm? Okay. Yes, I'm pushing uh, the truth, Joe. Okay, the truth, Jones. You sound so. You sound like you're 16 or 17 years old, and you sound nervous. So don't be nervous. Don't relax and take it all in. Do, do not even think about there's people out there listening to you. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, the truth, Jones, is on the George Wilder Jr. show. All right, Mr. Truth Jones, tell us why are you called the Truth Jones, or or you call yourself? I'm called. The truth, because it stands for strength and courage. Because that's what it took me to get through my bullying when I was getting bullied oh. by my teammates on the football field. Now, as we speak. What do you mean now, as we speak? Currently, are you are you currently being bullied? No, that was three okay, years but, ago. Okay, but okay, all right. So you stood up to bullying. Yes. Uh, great, man. That is so great uh, for you to be doing that because that's the only way that you're going to end bullying. That's the only way you're going to stop it. And there are so many people who do not stand up to it. And when you do not stand up to bullying, the person that's bullying you is going to keep on doing it. So I congratulate you on that for standing up uh, to bullies. Uh, I myself have been, has, have been bullied in in school, mm-hmm. high school. You know, I have been bullied too. So you can almost talk to anybody walking down the street. They'll tell you they have a story about being bullied too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't always have to be bullied by by um, your classmates or your peers. You can be bullied by mm-hmm. adults. They're the biggest mm-hmm. bullies around adults. <laughs> All right, go ahead, man. But yeah, I was um, getting bullied by my teammates, and so I decided to express myself in uh, through literature. And when I was in second grade, when I got home, I told my mom I had wrote a book, and she asked me oh. if I wanted to get it published. 
um, as an eight-year-old. Um, I didn't know what that meant, but um, I said yes anyway. Yeah, so getting stuff put- through the publishing process. It's been about three or four months, and I finally finished my book, The Win Within, that teaches people how to overcome bullying. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the best way you can tell people how to to overcome bullying, especially if you have been bullied yourself, so, because you have the experience and the knowledge of being bullied, mm-hmm. and you could uh, you know teach other people how what to look for in someone who's a bully. That's great. Thank you. Okay, what is your book called? The Win Within. The Win Within. Am I correct? Okay. Okay. Do you have a excerpt that you can read? A little bit of it? Just a tiny bit? Yes. Okay. I felt the stress and anxiety leave from my body. That's it? I guess I could say more. Okay, I felt the stress <laughs> and anxiety leave from my body, and I felt empowered and knew that I had my mother's support. Wow, okay. Why don't you just read us a paragraph? A paragraph? Yeah, another paragraph. Um, I cannot. You cannot? No. Okay, all right. <clears throat> What do you want to say to folks out there, kids out there your age who are uh, who have been bullied? How do, how do, what do you want to say to them? Don't give up just because you face obstacles in your life. Bullies are merely an obstacle. For myself, if I had given up, I want to be on this radio show right now. I want to be an international certified Les Brown speaker. I want to be a date a successful day trader. I want to be the CEO of Return on Investment. You never know what your story can do with you. So don't give up. Right. And I'll say the same thing to people out there. If you're being bullied, even adults, adults are being bullied just like people in, in high school and grammar school and college uh, adults are being bullied. I mean, you, you've got, uh, uh, so a bully comes in all sizes. A bully can come in all ages um, uh, in all ages. And they are out there. They're out there, and the best way to stand up to a bully is to not uh, give in because, like I said before, mm-hmm. I have also been bullied. And and one of the ways that I uh, stopped the bullying of myself was to stand up to the bully. And I stood up to the mm-hmm. bully. I stood up. It, sometimes it might take a little physical, <laughs> get a little physical, but you stand up to the bully. And in my case, when I stood up to the bully, the the guy who was actually bullying me after I stood up against him became my best friend. We were best friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there are some things that can come out of it because most bullies are cowards. You agree? Yes, I agree. Okay. Um, is there anything else you would like to say about bullying before we go? I would like to say... Um, talk, you know, those of you that are getting bullied, ask mm-hmm. them why are they bullying you? Why are they choosing to single out you out of everyone else? Why are they picking on you? 
because they might not hate you, but they might be angry at themselves, their parents, or someone else. They might be going through something that they don't want to. They don't know how to express themselves or talk about, so they hurt people physically because they're hurt. So ask them, mm. why are you blaming me? Why are you picking on me? Because you never know what someone's going through. Yeah. And I do think that if a person is getting bullied, they should tell somebody. They should not just stand up there and just be bullied. Uh, let people know, other people know that you're being bullied so they can intervene and try to stop it. Because, you know, bullying can lead to something worse, you think? Yes. Yeah. Okay, are you going to be writing another book after this book, or are you just pushing this this particular book? No, I'm going to be writing another book. Okay, so you fell in love with writing. Yes. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, tell us where your book can be found. Give us a How website or, or yeah, tell us where your book can be found. If it's if if it's published, tell you us where we can find it and book. buy it. Okay. You can go find it on Amazon and my website, mm-hmm. thetruthjones.com. Okay, your book. <laughs> and uh, are you uh, are you making sure that you will not be bullied in the future? Yes. Yeah, okay. All right, the Truth Jones on the George Wilder Jr. show. Hey, man, good luck. Good, keep doing the good work that you're doing, and make sure you let everybody know about bullying that it's not a good thing. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. No problem. Bye bye. All right, the Truth Jones on the George Wilder Jr. Show. We will be right back after this musical break.
President Trump essentially calling gold star widow Maisha Johnson a liar. Taunting Congresswoman Frederica Wilson, calling her wacky. Is race behind all of this? As discussed now, CNN political commentators Anna Navarro and Angela Ryer here, and political contributor Ed Martin. Good evening to all of you. Thank you for uh, coming on. Uh, Anna, after Maisha Johnson spoke, spoke publicly this morning, President Trump almost immediate, immediately uh, disputed her characterization of their phone call on Twitter. What's the biggest factor when voters go to the polls tomorrow? Joining us now to talk about that our CNN political commentator, Ed Martin, who supports Moore, and Alan Navarro, a CNN political commentator who opposes Moore's candidacy. Great to have both of you. So, Good morning. Um, Ed, yeah. you support Roy Moore. I mean, you just you heard bet. Chris delineate all of those <laughs> positions. Are you comfortable that um, America was great, he thought, when we had slavery, because that's when families are strong and we had direction? Are you comfortable that he called yeah. this on a false religion? Are you comfortable that homosexuality should be illegal? Well, I, I have to say, hey, good morning. Uh, I, I haven't heard a lot of those in context, but I, some of them sound like things I don't really believe. But I will tell you this. Anybody who knows politics, and I've been saying this for four and a half weeks, knows that down the stretch of a hot campaign, a lot of things are going to be thrown out, and the voters have to sort of fight their way through it. So, But are you I think saying those after, things aren't true? I mean, all those things that Chris just delineated, well, you heard them in context there. Are yeah. you saying those aren't true, his positions? Well, I'm saying that I, the, the, the saying, for example, that he's against uh, uh, Islam. I have heard Roy Moore talk about the fact that uh, Sharia law trumps constitutional law in a way that is admitted by Islamic scholars, and that's a problem. I haven't heard him say Islam is a religion, as you quoted. But I don't, again, I don't dispute the quotes. What I'm saying is three days before an election, we know this in politics. This is the time where you throw things up. I also know, by the way, that Doug Jones has done an interview where he said women's right to abortion should never be impeded in any way until the birth of the baby. So I don't know how uh, Chris can say that there's suddenly he's not against, uh, not for partial birth abortion. So, but what I know is down the stretch, the, the credibility of all the accusations has to be looked at in the view of what is a very intense campaign. Yeah, sure, but these and, aren't accusations. We're not talking about the accusations. These are his positions, and I have them no. all spelled out. I mean, these are actually in interviews that he's given in 2016, 2017. These are direct quotes that we're giving you. So these well, aren't accusations. Yeah, but I mean, again, the, the, when you, I'm talking about soundbite, soundbite, a kind of promotion of an issue. For example, the conscience, the question of conscience and, and whether the, the law of the land, American law, will trump your own conscience. We just saw the president of the United States down at a, at a civil rights celebration where civil rights leaders said, at times, your conscience will trump the American law. That's the truth of that. If so, we know that from our teaching. So I don't quite know what you're saying when you say he, he puts that out there. In other mm -hmm. words, again, back to this point, three days before an election, mm -hmm. this gets soundbite is for the advantage. And the Alabama voters are going to know Roy Moore and Doug Jones, who have been in public life for mm -hmm. 30 years each, and they're going to make a vote on that. Anna, how do you see it? Uh, don't believe your lying eyes. Don't believe your lying ears. What you've just laid out, what Chris just laid out, were, you know, taken from, uh, from interviews, were taken from videos, were taken from tapes of Roy Moore. This is not being taken out of context or out of thin air. These are his own words, his own positions. So, look, if child molestation is not enough to drive you, is not enough to drive you away from Roy Moore, <laughs> you've got the fact that he's a homophobe, that he's an Islamophobe, that he, uh, you know, talks about slavery as the good old times. I mean, you've got way so many reasons. He's just plain stupid and ignorant, and he's, there's so many reasons why he's this divisive man that should not be sent to the Senate. And look, look, this is going to be up to Alabama voters, but the yeah. reason that the rest of us have, have a you know, right to opine on this is let's remember this guy's going to the U.S. Senate. 
His salary will be paid by taxpayers. He's going to be voting on things like civil rights. He's going to be voting on things like women's rights, like violence against women. He's going to be voting on things like hate crime legislation. And this man is just not fit. He is just not fit. Alabamans are going to have another chance at an election in, in next year. This is a short-term thing. And I think that, you know, many Americans are saying, look, we implore you, don't straddle us with this man who's got such an unfit character. Think of the message you are sending to women, to the many, many women who we've seen have been victims of sexual harassment, much more than anybody in this country I think ever thought existed. What message are we sending to those young girls? What message are we sending to those women who have endured sexual harassment throughout their lifetime? Yeah. Hey, um, Ed, I mean, in yeah. 2005, he was on C-SPAN, too, with Bill Press. Um, Roy Morris was asked uh, about homosexuality. He said, here's his quote, homosexual conduct should be illegal. Yes. So, our, I mean, times have changed. Here we are. Yeah. Uh -huh. In 2017, are you comfortable with his positions well, today? Uh, again, I, I, down the stretch of a campaign, well, I don't even know the context that, that was asked. I think that the law of the it land asked, right now, uh, it's not, is, it's not a, Do you it's think not a that homosexuality should be illegal today? And he says, yeah, yes. It's, well, then I don't know how he understood the question because it's not illegal now and it hasn't been. It's not a federal question that he's going to he vote on. He wishes it were. He, it he said that? Yeah. He I mean, said I, it, again, homosexual conduct should be illegal. Yes, that's the, a quote. The good news is that that's not something the federal government should get into and is getting into. So that's not something that he's going to have to vote on mm -hmm. in the Senate. But the bad news for Anna is that Anna's sitting there and what she really means and what we should be talking about instead of name-calling is Roy Moore is pro-life, against amnesty for illegals, against the, the uh, kind of uh, big government that Doug Jones wants. That's the issue. When she called me names, him names, everybody names, the Alabama voters get to vote on two choices of people mm -hmm. serving. And by the way, if we want to get into tax dollars for people that are not mm -hmm. doing nice things, let's get the $17 million. Yeah. CNN has led on this. Let's get the $17 million yep. slush fund out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're talking about Look, first let me respond to you. Almost uh -huh. every time you're on with me on TV, you make uh -huh. this about me. I never make it about you. I, really? I barely know your name. I have no idea who you are. I'm not making it about I never about insult you. you. Oh, well, but you just did. You. Every no. time you're on TV, you make it about me. This your is not opinions. about me. This your is opinions. much larger than it with being you know, some sort of person. Okay, let me get through my sentence, will you? Policy. I didn't interrupt Ed, you. Hold on. Let her I waited for you to finish, so now let me finish. This is not about me. <laughs> It's about decency. It's about morality. It's about Republicans and Americans not compromising decency name, and morality for calling, one vote. Name calling. You're name what's, calling, what's Anna. The name? Decency answer, and morality is name calling? No. Answer homophobia. The homophobia. Answer the policy. Ed, hold on. Let I, am, I am answering the policy. This man compared gay marriage to marrying a, 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 a bridge. I don't know if he meant suspension or what kind of bridge. <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, sheer stupidity. Yes, I know you smirk and you laugh and it's your response. Uh -huh. And you know what? That's fine, because this is not about you. It's not about me. It's about larger policy. It's about America. It's about the message we are sending the world. It's about the message we are sending children. It's mm -hmm. about holding the people elected to a higher standard than we yeah. would hold, hold others. I don't want to hold some Hollywood producer to a higher standard than I would hold a U.S. senator or a president but of the United States. Anna, but hold, hold on, hold on, Ed. And the last question. I mean, what I think Ed is suggesting is that if you're a single-issue voter, if you're anti-abortion, then Roy Moore's your guy. That's all you need to know, that all this other stuff somehow you can compartmentalize and put away, and that he's saying that if you, you know, feel very, very strongly about Roy Moore's... The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. You are my time.
question a uh, viewer not viewer but listener sent in uh, do you do have advantages over others do attractive people have advantages over others I think so <laughs> I think so I think how you look and how you keep yourself uh, will get you places I really do I mean I, I don't I think if you go out there and you're looking all haggard and unattractive. I don't think you're going to get many places. People people nowadays, I think, uh, see what you look like and they make their decisions. They observe your appearance, observe your appearance, and they make decisions on uh, basically on your life. So, yeah, I do think attractive people have a better go at it than unattractive people. Of course. That, that's a given. That shouldn't be, even be a question. Yeah, I mean you're gonna tr- you're gonna choose someone attractive over someone who's not attractive. Mostly, most attractive people are attracted to other attractive people. You know, I mean you're not gonna uh, a beautiful woman is not gonna go for a really, really, really ugly man. But there are beautiful women who do go for someone who is totally unattractive, and there's many reasons for it. And one of the reasons I think. For a gorgeous woman, a beautiful woman, a a great-looking woman, to go for some guy who's totally unattractive is because she doesn't want she does she wants to fall in love, but she doesn't want to fall in love with a man who's going to be playing around on her. And most good-looking men have a thousand other women some other place, you know. So so she figured if he's unattractive, most women aren't going to go for him, and he's going to be at home with me. (laughs) because he's ugly and he can't get a woman. Uh, Some women think like that, man. I have, I have uh, heard it and I've seen it, you know, and I've heard it in a lot of other places when some women prefer unattractive men. So 
they will not get their heart broken because no an attractive man is not going to attract too many women you know uh like if she if this attractive woman decides to marry a, an attractive man this attractive man is probably going to have two or three maybe 10 20 other women on the side because he's a good looking guy and women are attracted to him you know and he has a great line <laughs> you know so um yeah, I, and I do think attractive people have it a lot better in the workplace. You know, I mean, there are jobs that you cannot get unless you are a good-looking person. You know, there are jobs that a lot of good-looking people get that they're not qualified for, but they get it because they have great looks, and the, and the owner and proprietors feel that uh, – Hiring somebody with good looks is going to bring customers into the shop, you know, into the store or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, it, 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 there is and there is something to this, you know, and it's going to be forever. And it's been like this forever and it will be like this forever. But don't think that unattractive people cannot really find beautiful and gorgeous women. It's true. They can. Um, and attractive men, you know. But, but nowadays, um, it seems like all the men are gay. It seems like all the women are gay. I'm not knocking gayness, okay? I'm just saying um, I think there's more women out there now that are available now because so many men are gay. And they're proud to be gay. And and I see a lot of women who who are gay, who want to be men. You you see a lot of these women who actually trying to be gay because it's the thing to be gay, not because that they're gay, gay. They're doing it because it's the thing to be gay, which I think is wrong. You got some women out here, here pretending to be men or pretending to want to be men, and they're not doing it right, correctly, because I just saw a gay woman today. Now, I guess this is where, where I'm going with this. I saw a gay woman today. We didn't. We don't. We didn't know each other. Excuse me. We did not know each other. We just was. It was just in passing. Um, but she was truly gay, or trying to be gay, or wanting to be gay. But she was not. She was a woman. She. 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 she this particular person. She was trying to be gay. She wanted to be gay. I, I felt that she was trying and wanting to be gay because it was a. It was a thing to be gay. But I don't think a person can be gay just because they want to be gay. It has to be something inside you. It has to be your anatomy, your body, your makeup, your feel. You just can't go and cut your hair like a boy and uh, start wearing boy clothes and call yourself gay (laughs) or man. I think it's something inside of you that tells you that if you're 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 gay, you, you've you've heard people say, well, he's a woman trapped inside of a man's body, or something to that effect. Maybe that'll work. But, and I've seen a lot of this, where women who aren't gay, who were never gay. are now saying they're gay because it's the thing to be gay. 
And that's what I believe. I'm not knocking people who are gay. I mean, because I've I've had some great, great, great. Uh, excuse me. I've 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 had some good friends who who were gay. I mean, I they were just as probably the best friends I've ever had were gay people. I'm telling you right now. But I was never gay, and they treated me with so much respect, and they were fun to be around. <laughs> they were funny. Uh. They were educated. They were smart people. Uh, I, I do think some of the best friends I've ever had in my life were gay people. You know, even though I wasn't gay, and they knew I wasn't gay, and they treated me uh, fairly. I was the only one in a. You know, we were in a kitchen, uh, um, kitchen at the uh, center on Halsted. Uh, I I was vol- I volunteered there. I I actually actually. Worked there for a few days and a few months or whatever, and I met all these gay people, and they were just as nice as they can be. One of the things that was so funny about them is that when they were talking about having sex, <laughs> talking about men talking about other men, right? And uh, I listened. I listened to a lot of it. It was just funny. It was humorous, and it was a fun time. I didn't. I didn't have no ill will against any of them. You know. But I do have ill will against people who try to be gay who are actually not gay, but they want to be gay. They think they're gay. And in some cases, some of these people don't even think they're gay. They know they're not gay, but they're going to go out and just try something. Well, it's good to be gay. My, everybody in my neighborhood is gay, so let me be gay. I don't think that's the way to be gay. If you're gay, you're gay. If you're not, you're not. That's the way. I, that's the way I look at it. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Let's go to the next question. It says, "Why do you write?" Someone sent it. I mean, I think I may have answered this question somewhere uh, in a back show or something in another episode or a year ago, two years ago, whatever. It says, "George, why do you write?" Well. Like I tell other people, and like I tell other people all the time, I write because I love doing it. But you write so much. A lot of that stuff is <laughs> So a lot of the stuff is just novels, short stories and stuff. But it's still a lot. Um, yeah, I, I do it because I love doing it. I love what I do. And it's not a hobby. All right, for you folks out there that think George Wilder Jr. is writing because – it's his hobby. It is not a hobby. It never has been. It's all about making money. <laughs> hobbies, you don't make money. Hobbies, you do just, just because you you don't have anything else to do, uh, lay around a house or something. No, but I, I'm at work all the time. I work all the time, and uh, writing is a job to me. It is a full-time job. It It's a job. People I know, a lot of writers I know, they have eight-hour jobs, and then they come home and write. I, can't, I couldn't do that. I couldn't hold an uh, eight-hour job and then come and write. I couldn't do that because I'd be too tired, too exhausted, and my brain would just melt. I would have nothing up there because I tried it. So writing is my job. Doing this radio show is my job. I mean, being a musician is, is my job. You know, whenever a gig come around and I go play, that's, you know, one of my jobs. You know, so 
And then again, if I feel that if I feel that I need extra income, I know what to do. Believe me, I know how to do it. I know what to do. But uh, I write because I love it. I write because I enjoy it. I write because it's funny. I write because I enjoy it. I can tell when I'm writing. I can tell when the writing is good because it's it, it's going to make me laugh. It's going to say it's going to my writing is going to speak back at me. I said, well, this is good. This is good. Oh, that's bad. Got to get rid of that. That's bad. But that's good. Oh, wow, that's great. And whenever my writing makes me smile or makes me grin or, or, or makes me think, wow, I can't wait to publish this. I can't wait for people to read this. They're going to love it. But I never thought of myself as a great writer. There's people out here saying, well, George, you are prolific. And at one time I thought prolific meant great writer. <laughs> it doesn't. It just means that you write a hell of a lot. Um, at any rate, that's why I write because I love it. I enjoy it. I have time to do it. That's great. I have a lot of things going through my head. That's good. Um, beautiful. But the thing about writing, a lot of people out here write, but there's not that many people who are actually readers. If if we had as many people who are readers as we have people who are published writers, wow, it would be something. It really would be something, you know. So, but uh, I've talked about this too. People just don't read anymore. They do not read. <clears throat> you got iPhones. You got cable you got broadcast television you got uh internet shows like this one uh, uh people are so busy trying with their lives here there and there facebook and linkedin and you got all of these google people don't they don't read if most people read they're re- they're reading the numbers on their paycheck <laughs> that's what they're reading um or maybe uh, enough to fill out an employment application to get a job. You know, that's it. But people are, are not carrying books. They're carrying cell phones. People are not carrying newspapers or magazines. They're carrying cell phones. This is what they're looking down at, walking down the street. Someone may get hit by a car, uh, riding the train or the buses, or even in their cars, people have their faces down into their phones. Not like the good old days when people were people had a newspaper under their arms or they had a magazine, you know, Cosmopolitan magazine or Playboy magazine or whatever they had. Uh, uh, they don't have them anymore. Uh, uh, magazines, I mean, there are so many times... When I used to see people, uh, business people, walking down the street with the Wall Street Journal under their arms or the Sun-Times or the Tribune, newspapers like that in the city of Chicago. Um, Now it's just the cell phone, the smartphone, right? You know, all those uh, um, icons, just press your finger down, bing, you know, something pops up on the phone. yeah, and, and it's a tragedy, too, that people don't read anymore. But then you have Kindle. You have Kindle download on the phone, and they can buy, buy a book with, a, with one click, one touch. But, you know, majority of the people, when they're looking down at their phone, what do you think they're doing? What do you think they're looking at? They're on Facebook. 
Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, but majority of the time it's Facebook. It's not going to their Kindle and read a book on their phone. It's Facebook. You know, I mean, you t- <laughs> you're talking about dumbing down of America. And, uh, and yeah, so that's what I like to do. I um, That's one of the reasons why I – or two or three reasons why I like to write. All right, the George Wilder Jr. Show um, is broadcasting live out of the city of Chicago. It is – you know, I, I'm going to hate when daylight saving time actually comes. It's, it's in November. It's going to be getting dark around here around 4 o'clock. Uh, we're so used to it getting getting dark at least close to eight eight thirty, but now it's and colder, and uh, getting uh, colder is going to stop some people from going outside. Some people are going to be inside forever because it's cold outside. But remember, you have to get your exercise. You know, I mean, when it was summer and hot outside, you walked the neighborhood for about an hour, and that got your blood to flowing. But uh, summer, winter, winter, winter time keeps people in the house. It's too cold to to, to do this to, or to do that. Lots of snow outside. It's best to try to have a home gym. Exercise in your house. Exercise in your apartment. You're going to need it, especially as you get older, because, because older people need a dose, a double dose and triple dose of everything. Yeah, more so than the younger people who are exercising. They don't need much. They can just jog a few minutes and that's it. They are, they're all healthy. But as an older person, you're going to need a double dose of, of this or that. Get you a home gym or, or just walk back and forth from one end of your house, inside your house, to the to the other end for about 30 minutes. If you can't get outside and do it, you have to get – or. Walk from one end of your apartment to the other end of your apartment. You want to be getting your exercise. Don't think it's silly. Don't think it's dumb. It's not. Because I was telling my son the other day, exercise prolongs your life. You know, you have to do it uh, uh, as an older person uh, more so than you do it when you're a younger person. Right now, I actually think young people out-exercise older people. They out exercise. I mean, I think if older people exercise, uh, uh, been exercising all their life, and they decide to exercise, do not let the cold weather or anything or like that stop them. I don't think they'll actually need wheelchairs uh, in their later years. A lot of people are in wheelchairs because they feel that they need one. Then there's a lot of people in wheelchairs that just plain old fucking lazy and want to be pushed around or driving around in a wheelchair. But I can tell you this, a wheelchair uh, without exercise will end your life pretty soon. You have to exercise. Even if you're in a wheelchair, if you can't use your legs, use your arms. One, two, three, four, five. You have to to uh, exercise. Even if you're in a wheelchair, you know, not just driving around. I used to See some of these motorized wheelchairs and say, damn, they look because the people who are they're disabled, no doubt about it, but they look like they're having so much fun to me when they're in those 
uh, motorized wheelchairs. They just zoom in on by you, you know. <laughs> I said, I can't wait to get me one of those. <laughs> but anyway, exercise is very, very good for, for people who are getting on in their years. It is totally, totally important. It is vital, you know. I mean, and if you haven't got your flu shot, go get your flu shot. Usually people over 65, uh, over 60, 65, they're going to need a double dose of um, flu shots because of their age, you know. So get your flu shots. It it will keep you alive. A flu shot will keep you alive. So if you haven't got your flu shot, schedule a flu shot. Um, sometimes these uh, people who give those flu shots will be in your neighborhood at a certain time or or in your area as a cer- at a certain time. So look for them. So, and majority of the flu shots, if not all of them, are free. You don't need an ID. You don't need anything. All you do is just walk in that office and say, I'm here for a flu shot. Okay, come on over here. And they give it to you. Then you have places that will ask you for your um, insurance information, you know. So, you know, you you have to be careful, you know, because most shoes, excuse me, (laughs) most flu shots are free, totally free. As I've said, you don't need identification. You just walk in the place, the nurses say, come back here, you know, and then roll up your arms, stick that needle in there. Ow! You've got your flu shot. And, uh, Flu shots are uh, imperative for older people, as I've just got through mentioning, and for young people. Because think of the flu epidemic last year and the year before that. Think of how many people died from not being able to, um, people who who did not get their flu shots. The death toll was mounting. Flu shot will stop you from getting the flu. If other people around you have the flu, you will not get it. And that's one of the reasons, that's one of the ways flus, the flu is transmitted from one person to the next. I mean, you got a house full of people. You got sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles, mother, father. Somebody get the flu. Everybody in that house got it. But if you have your flu shot, and everybody in the house has the flu, you will not get it. It's very important to go out there and get that flu shot. It is so imperative. How did I get on this? (laughs) We were talking about why do I write, and all of a sudden I'm talking about flu shots. But anyway, it is so important for you to do that. Get those flu shots, folks. All right? Okay, the next question is one more. We'll try one more. Um, Do you trust your government? Now, that's a hell of a question to ask me, to ask this show. No, (laughs) I do not trust them son of a guns. I almost said something else. No way, no how. No. 2018, weeks before the midterms, no, I do not. I do not trust this government at all. I've lost all respect for the White House. 
I've lost all respect for Congress. I have no nothing but resentment for the Supreme Court. Do I trust this government? I don't trust this government because this government does not like me or trust me or or uh, is there for me. And when I say me, I'm talking about all Americans. I don't think anybody should trust this government. Not even the people who put them assholes in. I don't think you should trust them. They're out for themselves. They're not out for us. They are out for themselves. So, no, I do not trust this government. If you trust it, then that's that's your problem. Uh, that's up to you. But you will never <laughs> get me to trust this government until the American people change this government. We have to change this government. We have to kick out the garbage. We have to take out the garbage. By any means necessary, we got to take the garbage out. Some people are saying that Donald Trump should be overthrown. Now they're saying he should be overthrown with votes. Maybe that might that may be feasible. Uh, he should be put in prison, locked up in jail. We should clean out Congress. I don't know what Robert Mueller is taking so long, uh, but I'm thinking he's going to come after this jackass um, um, after the midterms, which from the data show, it's probably two or three weeks away. Let me see. Yeah, probably a good two or three and a half weeks away. And the Republicans are scared they're crapping in their in their pants. Donald Trump should not be impeached. This is what Mitt Romney is saying. Now, who in the hell is Mitt Romney? Why would anybody listen to Mitt Romney? He's a Republican. He used to be dead fast against Donald Trump, but now he's in Donald Trump's underwear. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We will be right back. It's been a fun show, folks. I, I'm going to be... Uh, right back after the kid, the kids laughed. Okay, <laughs> wow, this is something. Leaving the White House. Who's leaving the White House? Um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the lying Sarah Huckabee Sanders, is supposedly leaving the White House at the end of 2018. Well, hopefully Trump will be too. And if you leave me, 
trick-or-treating that's out no we'll just we'll just probably buy a little candy around here and uh, that's it but um, trick-or-treating is totally totally in the past for us believe me for for my son and I and other people uh, other kids and stuff like that they've uh, they're adults now they should <laughs> they shouldn't be go out begging for candy and uh, I, I remember uh, taking uh, my kids out trick-or-treating and um, all that kind of stuff years ago. It was fun. I, I remember uh, when I was young and going out trick-or-treating and all that kind of thing, and it was fun. And we would get, when I was a kid, we were going trick-or-treating, we would get shopping bags full of candy. We would have, <laughs> we were going home and uh, with shopping bags full of candy. Um, but then came the bad guys on the block, you know, where we live, the bad guys can start snatching bags, right? You know, snatched our bag. I said, God damn it. <laughs> All my candy is gone. You know, bad guys coming. They, you know, you fill up your bag with candy on Halloween by going from one, you know, outlet to the next one store to the next one apartment, one house or whatever. And you get candy. And all of a sudden you, you, you got a bag full of candy. Suddenly the bad guys are are peeking out from behind the buildings or, or houses and homes, and they come up behind you and take your candy. That was really sad I, I, because I just wanted to sit. And then there are times when, you know, the bad guys didn't get to the candy. You get you take the candy home, you pour it all out on the floor or the couch or the bed, and you just lay on the bed and just start opening kisses and all these kind of candy and you just having a great time but nowadays you can't do that because a lot of people are putting poison in the candy they're putting poison in the fruit and you really have to uh you can't really let your child go out trick-or-treating alone alone in this environment because a lot of people are just out to do fucking bad that's a damn shame and i remember when halloween used to be for kids Strictly the children. Now, the adults have taken over. The adults have taken away Halloween from the children, I think. Because uh, the adults, Halloween parties all over the place, uh, adults, no no children there. Uh, and there's all kinds of uh, Halloween uh, uh, parties coming up. Uh, for Halloween, you know, so I, it's fun, but I, I, I just remembered when Halloween was for the children, 
And now it's all about being scared, right? Scaring you out of your wits. I've done a few um, Dracula stories that I think are pretty, pretty scary. Some of them scared, some of them scared me. Um, so if you want to check out some of those on, on, um, on Amazon, be my guest. Have a good scare because that's what it's all about, Halloween. It's going to be a lot of monster movies on television. Maybe we should just sit down and just <laughs> – with our uh, uh, shopping bag full of candy and just <laughs> watch a bunch of monster mo- movies for Halloween, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, Halloween is coming up. Make sure you, you guys stay safe out there, okay? And uh, I think the parents should probably – Go with the small children, their small children when when out trick or treating. It is not the same as it used to be. You know they're putting poison in candy, poison in fruit, in fruit, poison in in the drinks. You have to really, really go out there so you can uh, protect your child from a lot of these people who want to harm them with candy. And sweets are bad anyway. Sweets are bad. I mean, they're, you know, you eat too much of that stuff, you know, you get a belly ache. You eat too much of that stuff, you may get diabetes. And diabetes comes in all ages, not just when somebody is 35 or, or 40, 55, 60, 65, 70, on and on and on. Diabetes come in all sizes at all ages. There have been teenagers who have gotten diabetes. There have been children who have gotten diabetes. So don't think that diabetes is something that old people get. No. Diabetes does not have an age or number. It can happen to anybody. So check on, make sure you check how much candy (laughs) and pop. Uh, your kids are, are drinking and juice, you know, on Halloween. But, you know, don't let me spoil it. Don't let me spoil it. Have a great time. Have a wonderful time. And uh, whether it's this Halloween, next Halloween, the Halloween after, you guys have a great time on Halloween. It's a fun day. But, you know, one of the things I, when I was young, one of the things I hated about Halloween that it wasn't a day off from school or it wasn't a day off from work. It's just another day. But it was called Halloween, scared night, scary night. You know, it's not a holiday is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's not a holiday. <laughs> I guess some of the kids, you know, kind of hate that, that it's not a holiday. But, hey, they get to eat candy. All right. The George Wilder Jr. Show is just about off the air. We are. Well, what are we going to do now? We want to do a little bit of Max, Maxine Monroe. Okay. Not Maxine Monroe. I keep thinking of a, a character that I've written about. Uh, I, I meant to say Maxine Waters. <laughs> I'm always saying Maxine Monroe. Um, um, if I can talk about Maxine Monroe, um, the stories that I've done, I've done uh, Hit Me and You Die, Maxine Monroe. I've done uh, Maxine Monroe Blowback. I've done Maxine Monroe, Cold Sweat. I am just a story writer. I I I, I don't write. I just I'm just a old fashioned writer of stories. That's what I am. I think of myself as 
Langston Hughes or uh, Hughes or someone like that or Robert um, Wright, Richard Wright, you know, just an old-fashioned storyteller. You know, I think people out here need uh, that old-fashioned storytelling. I mean, you know, something to take you away from reality. Something can take you. Excuse me. Something that can take you away from what's happening today. And I'm just an old-fashioned story writing. Most of that stuff is just came out of my brain down into my fingers and I just put it on on paper or I just type it into the word processing word uh, and out to be published you know so and uh, there's people who ask me how do I write I just write I don't have anything uh, I just write it comes to, it comes up in my head and I put it down on paper. That's all I do. Uh, but I'm glad that some people out there are are enjoying what I write. I write. It's something to it's something else to have actual fans, people who like what you do, people who telling tell you to keep doing what you do, people thanking you for doing something that they think is good. You know. And uh, I want to thank everybody for that. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. And we're just about off the air, folks. I want to say thank every thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank my guest, The Truth Jones. I'm going to send him a um, a link to the show so he can take this link and maybe put it on his website. I, I really do... Um, uh, appreciate what he's doing, and I think more young people should get out there and do something with their lives, something with their lives uh, when it comes to helping other people. That's great, and I hope he continues what he does, and I hope he uh, doesn't forget about the George Wilder Jr. show when he becomes big and famous. Bye-bye, everybody. Take care.